Do you enjoy playing relaxing puzzle games on your phone? I do. It's even better when they're free and you can collect prizes along the way. Welcome to Two Dots. I have been playing Two Dots to relax my mind, unwind, and there's something very methodical about it. The premise of the game is you connect dots horizontally, vertically, but never diagonally. And you head from level to level. And as I mentioned, you do collect points along the way if you are into that. More than 5,000 puzzles to keep you engaged and relaxed after a very long day. Uniquely designed challenges challenges, game modes, and levels to choose from based on what adventure you are into. And by the way, you can download it for free right now on your Android phone or iOS. I also like the color template of this game. It's very, it's giving me very like pastel-y vibes. So yeah, I think you're going to enjoy it too. If you are ready to kick back and unwind, download Two Dots for free on Android and iOS and start connecting. Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. (laughs) You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to ViaHemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by Maya Plastic Surgery. 
Dr. Maya is a Harvard-educated, Harvard-board-certified plastic surgeon, and she's in the D.C. area. She's got two locations, Tyson's Corner, Virginia, you can find her, and Chevy Chase, Maryland. She's also offering discounts to Sarah Fraser listeners and fans. Just call and make an appointment. Use the code TSFS to get 15% off all of her cosmetics products. Look, if you're going to go to the trouble of having Botox, if you've had a lift, if you've had anything, microdermabrasion, you got to use great products. If you don't use great products, all that money and time is a waste. They'll actually take you through a free consultation, hook you up with products, and guess what? Don't be intimidated because their product line starts at $30. I'm currently using it. It's amazing. I think the highest price point is like $120. Super affordable and it's medical grade. On top of that, if you get Botox, $100 off when you order 30 units. 30 units is standard at $15 a pop and uh, you can do it for your forehead, your eyes, um, cheeks, lips, She's got you. And of course, she does everything else under the sun. Five-star rated. Check out mayaplasticsurgery.com. Today on the show, we have the amazing Ashley Darby from Real Housewives of Potomac spilling all the tea. I can't wait. Also, as a reminder, are you looking for a free fibroids appointment? Boom, I've got you at horizonfibroids.com. Fibroids can really take their toll on a woman, can impact your fertility. How do you know that you have them? heavy periods, long periods, severe cramping, your period should not be that difficult. And Dr. Will Neem is a top doc in Maryland with three locations in Frederick, Rockville, and in Germantown. If you would like a free consultation, you are welcome to just go to his website, horizonfibroids.com, hit the consultation, say that you heard from about free consultations from the Sarah Fraser Show, or you can email me directly, Show at gmail.com. I'll put you in direct contact with his personal email at Horizon Fibroids. Okay, here's my girl, Ashley. All right, this is like so special for me in many, many ways because it's been, oh my God, probably a year and a half since Ashley Darby from Real Housewives of Potomac has been on this show. And I mean, I got to give you a huge shout out because you are one of my biggest guests ever. We've known each other for years in the DC area and I have just loved watching all of your huge success. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's funny, Sarah. I think the last time I was on your show, I was pregnant with Dean. So yes, seems to be a common theme here. I know. And then this time <laughs> we get to be pregnant together. And I think yes. you're like about a month, maybe like six weeks ahead of me. Yeah. Because you're due in March. I'm due in February. Oh, you're doing fe- Okay. So you're like maybe two months ahead. We're due April 15th. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, I just have to say that I'm so happy for you because I know, you know, that it's been an interesting journey for you. So I'm just so happy that you're here right now. Oh my God. Thank you. I I know you've had a miscarriage. I had one and then it was turned, you know, it was this molar pregnancy thing that then turned into this gestational cancer, which I never even knew existed. And we were just like going through this whole process as you've been through it. And it's like, I don't, it's the saddest thing. It's such an emotional roller coaster. You're like, is it ever going to happen for me? It, it was, yeah. And, it, and only women and got men that have been through it, you know, husbands and partners, they know like the stress of it. So true. It's a very shared experience. It really, yeah. really is. And um, yeah. yeah, I know you and Michael went through it. So yes, yes. Well, I want, I want more mommy advice at the end of this, <laughs> but girl, I got to talk about your success. Okay. Are okay. you like loving this? I mean, season five, I was saying to you before we started, you guys should be nominated for a Golden Globe. I mean, <laughs> this is by far the greatest television show, but do you feel that way actually living it? 
I do feel that way for the most part. I feel that we show so many different elements that we really touch on so many different facets of life. So in that capacity, yes. Um, you know, some of the subject matter, uh, maybe some of the people who are on the show with me are not as desirable as I would like, but so I really want, want to share a golden globe with them. But um, for the most part, yes, I, I really do enjoy the show. I enjoy being on it. It's incredible to think that five years we're still doing this and I feel really privileged ultimately. Well, look, I mean, I say to everyone because Monique's been on the show. Candace has been on this show. Karen's been on the show. And, and I think what you all deserve so much credit for is never in the history. And you and I have been in the DMV for a long time. They've tried many reality shows and you women are the only ones to succeed. And I think that that deserves a ton of credit because for whatever reason, the DC area is just not a good reality show area. Yeah, you know, they just didn't find the right talent pool, but our production team, Truly Original, is an incredible production company, and they work tirelessly. I feel like they are the most connected to us. We have great producers. They really know what they're doing. They also produce The Real Housewives of Atlanta, which has had major success. So we're just really in good company with Truly. So what did you not like about this? Because you kind of allude to the fact there's some women that you would not want to share a Golden Globe with, which I'm assuming is our girl, probably Candace. Um, yeah, just because, yeah. I mean, some of her antics are just, but I guess that's what makes good TV, ultimately. Um, but her antics are just a little bit much for me. They're, they're, they're a little much. Like, I think every other woman on the show is just such a great addition. And I'm not saying that Candace shouldn't be on the show per se, but she just needs to tone it down just a smidge. Now, what happened? Because the last time I saw you was last no, it was about a year ago, a little over a year ago. We were at Monique Samuel's live podcast show. And right. at that time, I think you and Candace were friendly and, and things were good. So is that true or not really? Um, I would say that because when we saw each other was when things were heated between Monique and Candace and inevitably just because of my friendship with Monique it caused a strain between Candace and me too so unfortunately because of the circumstances we were already starting to separate that's right you're right because I think that fight had just happened like 10 days before we were at the live show and so you're yeah. right then it then it went downhill from there right yeah <laughs> that went really downhill um okay so how are you feeling though about you know every year you and Michael are like one of the biggest storylines this year, however, I mean, is Michael so thrilled? I feel like everyone else got way more shit than Michael. I mean, he must be feeling like, thank God I have a, like, at least I've had a season to rest. <laughs> well, you know, we, we definitely had our share of the hot seat as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I can't say we were necessarily completely uh, in the clear, but ultimately Sarah, the thing is, this is just our lives. And I think because it's our lives, Michael and I have a better time dealing with it because it's not as though we're fabricating it and having to act about it. If there's a hard time, like we did have um, last year, we work through it. And the only difference with us and other marriages is that it's playing out on national television. Okay. I have an idea. I want you and Michael to do a spinoff where you guys coach people through yeah. like open relationships and, you know, hooking up with other people and still staying married. Because the, the thing about you two is you're so solid. You know, they try to drag you through all these things and they're like, aren't you embarrassed that Michael did this? And it genuinely seems like you're like, look, I love him. We work through it. This is kind of Michael's personality. Yes, we've had low points. 
I'm like, you guys need to be the poster children for like <laughs> open relation. I love it. Well, we don't have an open relationship. We have a, so Michael and I have never been like given each other the hall pass to be with anybody we want at all times, which was why that instance was a bit hurtful for me. But because we have had shared experiences together um, and I had my own share of things that I did while we were separated, I, I am able to move forward with him easier and understand where he's coming from better. Yeah, and I, I guess I should frame it that yeah. way. More like maybe this, um, you know, I just enjoy the fact that you guys, I got to get my husband into this, that you guys may <laughs> go out or you used to go out, you'd see somebody attractive, if Michael found her attractive, and then you three would hook up. I love this. Like, more people need to be open. Yeah, and that's actually what my mom said. My mom gave me a lot of props for being open and true to myself. I was going to ask you what she thinks. Yeah. Oh, my mom is a huge supporter. You know, my mom herself is not um, approved by any means. (laughs) So she she's like, yes, you're definitely my child. The apple didn't fall far from the tree. (laughs) Oh, that's great. I wondered if she was like mortified by that. But no, that's awesome. Yeah, no, not at all. Really, no one in my family was. Even my super religious grandmother, who she will let bygones be bygones. She doesn't want to know your business. She will still love you, hug you, and embrace you. But you just don't, you, she doesn't want details, you know, but she'll still accept you and love you and all of that. I've never been judged by anyone in my family. Is there any plans to, would you and Michael ever consider that? Would you consider a book about relationships? Because like I said, maybe I'm reading all wrong, but it does seem like you two do have a pretty solid relationship. Yeah, we do. And, and that is just because we've had to. There, I saw this saying that says, when someone is your soulmate, nothing can really break you apart. And I do feel like Michael is my soulmate, that no matter what, we have our lows. We do things to hurt each other. We do things to even help and build each other. But ultimately, we have a really good line of communication now. And even though there are some things that can happen and throw some wrenches into our equation, we still find some way to come back to a common ground. And it's not easy. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say it's all gumdrops and lollipops. Yeah. But it's just worth it. It's worth it because I like, I just genuinely like him. I like the way he looks. I like his voice. I like what he talks about. Like, I just like my husband. Well, I mean, you two seem well matched because you guys seem to have a certain, like a similar lifestyle in the sense of you're attracted to other people. You guys are open about it. You know, you enjoy your Coronas. I mean, you seem like you just have a lot in common. Yeah, no, he's, uh, we just, it was, <laughs> it was going to happen. No oceans, no continents, no age gap, yeah. no races. Nothing could keep us apart because we found each other. And I let go, girl. No, it seems like you're, <laughs> I mean, look, I gave you so much credit. The season finale when Michael, you know, obviously did that tequila shot and you were like, do you think this is a good idea? And then it went downhill <laughs> from there. <laughs> we had, the thing is we had already been drinking before we went to the party. I can imagine. So I already knew and. And I also, that was my first time really having liquor because when I was breastfeeding, I would have wine and beer occasionally, but I did not have liquor. And so that night I was just like, F it, I'm going to do it, balls to the wall. And I did. And there's even one scene, I didn't think they caught me, but like at one point I actually almost stumbled over because I was so intoxicated and they did catch that and they put that in the show. Uh, And that was a pretty accurate depiction of how I felt that night. (laughs) Do you, do you and Michael get hangovers? It seems like you never hit that oh, age. 
before the baby, we would get the worst hangovers. There would be some weekends, like if we would go out on a Friday or Saturday, the next day, we would not leave the bed. We would just order breakfast, lunch, and dinner from Uber Eats. We would watch movies. I mean, yes, we've had our share of fun time. Really? I figure you guys never got hangovers, which is why you guys can hang all night long and Michael can still do shots. He's so that's another thing is he actually did stop while I was pregnant. Michael stopped drinking. So he his tolerance also wasn't what it used to be because he didn't drink for like six months. This is with Dean. What was that? This is when you were pregnant with Dean. Yes. When I was pregnant with Dean, even now he doesn't really drink. He'll drink beer every now and again, but he's really, he, he tries to be respectful because I start salivating when I see Corona lights. So he's doing it to be polite. Well, I was going to say, girl, he looks good. He looks like he's out on that bike. He's got like a six pack now. He's like looking really hot. What's yeah. Yeah. I got him a trainer for Christmas and he, I, I think just the fatigue of having a baby because Michael is a very involved father. Okay. Like, well, as soon as he comes home, he is nonstop throwing the baby around, playing with him, running down the hall. Like they are constantly going after working a full day. So I think that he was just starting to lose track of his physical fitness because he was so immersed in everything else. So I got him a trainer who was the most amazing guy. His name is Elon, and he was just so badass. And he got Michael into shape, and then Michael took off. So they trained together for like a month, and then Michael maintained it for his on his own. He looks hot. I hope your Christmas card is you two like topless. I mean, it would look like (laughs) you guys look great. Me topless, girl. (laughs) The way these things is, they're like swollen and all that. No, no one wants to see this on a Christmas card. You look amazing, (laughs) pregnant. I'm already like getting wider more than I'm getting. Like you pop out in the front, you look cute. Like mine is just like wide and ugh. Anyway, no, you. That's good. You know what, girl, fat baby. Oh, nice chunky baby is that is just going to be the best thing when you're holding him. (laughs) Oh, good because it's coming. Um, Okay, I want to ask you lightning round about Michael and then move on. You you do seem to say pretty adamantly, and you did on part two of the reunion. Michael is not gay because people continue that. Now it's been years, and a lot of people believe he's in love with Juan Dixon. What? Okay, is he have he and Juan ever had a, a sexual relationship? Is Michael gay? Oh my gosh, this is so funny. Absolutely not. Here's my thing. At this point, if I can be open now about my sexuality, if I can be open about the fact that Michael and I have had three sons, if I am this forthcoming, it would be so much work for me to hide if my husband was interested in men. There would be people coming out of the woodwork left, right, and center at this point, and real people, not these fake-ass things that come up online. I just get the craziest things, and I'm like, that is, I mean, people who look nothing like my husband. So, um, yes, for the record, he's not gay. He's, He's not gay. Now, does he have a problem telling someone if they're attractive? No. Male or female? No. Will he tell you if you're ugly and busted? Yes. I mean, that's just the way the cookie crumbles with Michael Darby. Yes. <laughs> you know, you, you actually should feel really honored if he tells you you're good looking because he will also tell you, honey, that you look like you belong in a dumpster. <laughs> He's not afraid. No. Okay, is Michael getting over reality television? Because, you know, he's one of the greatest reality TV characters. But yet this season, I thought, I watched him and I thought, I feel like this man is getting to his breaking point of doing this show. Like, he he doesn't seem as into it. He's sort of over the bullshit. He's over the drama. I think he's over going to these parties where all the women are at. 
how many seasons do you think Michael has left in him? (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting you say that because it's not even as much that Michael wants to, but with his business, it's, you know, DC is a fairly conservative market. So he has to tread the line as to what he can say and do and his level of involvement, because as he will very famously tell you, he is not contracted by the show. I am, but Michael Darby is not. So that's where it gets a little bit harder when he thinks about his business and his partners and these money investors who they're like, oh, Michael, I saw you did X, Y, and Z on TV. And so that just makes it a little bit harder. I know. And sadly, like, you know, perception's reality. So even though you do a good job, I think, of explaining things and, you know, trying to diffuse the situation, you know, people make, they make him out to be this guy that's always flirting and always touching people and all, you know, so it's, it's hard to, I bet, counter that. Yeah, and he doesn't really care about that because at the end of the day, Michael knows who he is. I know who Michael is. And if there were really all these things that people want to say, Michael has been in D.C. for over 30 years. He has quite a track record. And so now if he was really this sort of monster that everyone says he is, then there would definitely be more proof. But it's really somehow just on this reality show that this narrative about my husband seems to play out. (laughs) Are you worried, though, at Robin and Juan's wedding that that Michael may stand up and object? Are you you concerned? (laughs) Are you concerned? Uh, I, I definitely don't think so. I think... I definitely, oh, okay. So Michael and Juan have joked about having Juan's bachelor party in Vegas uh, because they both like to gamble. So that that was like a common joke that they've had. Um, if anything, I think they will really just turn up at the bachelor party. And then what happens in Vegas will kind of stay in Vegas or something. I don't um, know. Do you but. think the show is going to try to film? They're going to want to go to his bachelor party, don't you think? What are the chances that Juan Dixon would allow that? I just don't foresee it. Um, you don't think he would? <laughs> He's also a professional man. He's a basketball coach and he has aspirations. So I don't know if he would would allow that. But Michael is invited to the bachelor party because I feel like one of the women on the show was like, oh, Michael's not coming. That's whatever is Michael and Juan. So this is another thing. Michael and Juan talk outside of us. Michael, Chris, Samuels and Juan have some sort of friendship that has nothing to do with me, Monique or Robin. Robin. So whatever they talk about, that's their business. And and I, I do try to give that some space because we are a lot to deal with. So if they can find some solace in each other, yes, have at it. Girl, I think we should put an ankle bracelet on Michael for that bachelor party. And then if he and if we can actually tell if he's in a hotel room and we'll shock him back to the, <laughs> back to the <laughs> There are eyes everywhere. So Michael now knows that someone will see him. I'll, I will find out about it inevitably. And I think he had to learn his lesson the very hard way. Um, oh my God. Well, you two, you two are fun, fun, fun to watch. Let's talk about you. Um, all right. Tell me about this because obviously the fight everybody is still talking about with Monique and Candace, you, you know, you wrote a letter in, in support of your friend Monique, obviously that, that kind of destroyed the relationship with Candace, but I know you girls had problems like long before that. So has anything changed for you and your feelings of that fight? I mean, have you become more disgusted by it? Are you just more team Monique? Are you over talking about it? Where are you at emotionally with that? Uh, I am over talking about it because while it was a moment that I really wish never happened, Ultimately, we have to move on. And to keep bringing it up is like it's like pulling back a scab on a wound to me for both Monique and Candace. 
So, I mean, yes, I get it. I'm and at the reunion. I mean, the purpose of a reunion is to recap everything, right? right? So I knew that that was par for the course. But at some points, I'm just like, damn, uh, can we talk about something else? <laughs> Oh, I mean, that, unfortunately for them, it was like the fight heard around the world. It's like, you know, when Teresa Giudici threw the table, it's like going to be forever seared for them. Yes, I know. I know. I know. And that's, I I mean, that's, that's a part of being on this show. There, there are so many heightened emotions when we're in scenes because we all have super big egos and it's like, it's like putting a bunch of, what is it? Um, like bulls or something in a ring and everybody wants to establish their sort of dominance. They want to stick up for themselves and want their opinion to be heard. So there's just a lot of emotion when you're filming. And sometimes you just kind of hit the boiling point and things go overboard, just like Candace did with me. I know you've commented on this, but what, when Monique pulled, did you know Monique was going to bring the binder before the reunion? No. So Monique told me, she said, her text message was like, I'll have my receipts or something like that. She said, I think she said, I'll have my receipts. So what I perceived that to be was like, okay, Monique's going to come. She's going to have a few things printed out, whatever. I had no idea that it was going to be like a Dewey cataloged uh, Bible about what had happened. And Monique had text messages from me printed out. She had all of this stuff that to me was like you like to someone else might be like minutia but the way she had it compiled you would see how that could contribute to a point that could be made and why do you think she did that she just felt like they were really going to come for her at this reunion so okay so she really wanted to because i mean it almost looked like she had a tab for each of you she did And I actually commend her because Monique knew she was going to be in the hot seat. And there have just been so many things that have been said in interviews and, Mm -hmm. you know, things that have happened on social media. And this was the opportunity for all of us to be in a room together and actually address those things. And rather than because even everyone was denying what Monique said happened at the fight. And that was so frustrating for her. So if that was how it was going to go, she made sure that she was going to come correct so that no one could adamantly deny what she feels and, and try to put her down and make her look crazy. <laughs> and and you can, and you really stand by her. You think, you know, that Candace kind of antagonized that to the point that, you know, they ended up fighting. Obviously that wasn't the right decision, but, um, and, and like, do you stand by her? I mean, Oh my God, she's been dragged that, you know, the, that her youngest son isn't hers and with the trainer. Yeah. I mean, well, here, let me clarify this, Sarah. So I am not of the, inst- I don't feel like Candace directly contributed to that fight because even Monique herself has said that Candace didn't deserve the, that, the way that fight escalated. What I am more concerned about is the aftermath and how Candace addressed it and the rest of the girls addressed it. And that is where I had a different point of view. And I did feel like Monique was being attacked unfairly simply because that wasn't the same treatment that Candace got when she acted very inappropriately. Yeah, no, that's a good that's a good point. And how do you feel about the way Giselle, obviously after episode one, you know, Giselle was trending for like two days, you know, on social media about um, Jamal and if they're really together. So what do you think? Are are they together as far as you know, or do you believe, I mean, because Karen and Monique came for her like, girl, here's his phone number. 
he texts other women. He's got multiple kids. And it was pretty sad when Giselle's dad was like, I hate him. You know, I can't stand him. Oh, yeah. No, that was a doozy. All of that was such a it doozy. Was, it was hard, hard to watch. And, and her girls seem fairweather fans. Again, it's hard because, you know, you're getting all the edits. So... Right. But even still, and that's what I think about the most when it comes to Jamal and Giselle, they're adults, but I definitely think about their kids who are old enough to understand what's going on. And they, they're at that age where they're starting to understand concepts differently, adult concepts, you know, better. So I do think that Giselle and Jamal had a real relationship because anytime, and I've hung out with Giselle off camera lots of times, Jamal calls constantly. He is constantly FaceTiming. They're always talking. It's like all the time. And that wasn't the case before. It's not as though they're just doing it for the kids because even bef before I knew her, when the when she and Jamal weren't together, they never spoke that I knew of, you know, on the phone that right. way. Now, I mean, they were talking all in, in Portugal, for example. I would see her, we were not on camera, we would just be lounging. Jamal was calling. He wanted to see how she was doing. What are you wearing? Like she he would like show her his outfits. What do you think about this? I mean, it was just like they really were a couple. So that's why it was really shocking when all of that came out at the reunion. How is Giselle doing? You know, you're obviously friends with her off the show too. Do you think she was really embarrassed by that? I mean, I, I, I thought that had to be pretty difficult because yeah. not that you believe the internet, but you know, the next 24, 48 hours, people are really against her and like, Ooh, you know, you've been, you, she got you, you know, Monique roasted her. How do you, how is she doing? Was she embarrassed or does she have really thick skin? Well, I've been in that situation before, so I know that the internet, the thing about it is you can easily turn it off. And I think that's what Giselle does. Giselle has very thick skin. And I actually learned that from her because I used to be really sensitive. I learned from Giselle how to really block out all the ne negativity. And she sent a text message to me the other day, I want to say two days ago, asking how I was doing, checking on me and the baby and things like that, and asking how Dean was. And I said, I'm fine, but are you okay? Like, I'm here for you if you want to talk. I know you have thick skin. And she said, Ashley, let the haters hate. I'm doing just fine. So. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavor. Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their conception for her and conception for him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for her fertility aid is well-researched, baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it, and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Fraser 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's 20. How ironic! I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delani Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of 
are youth travel sports ruining families? Well, Dr. John Delani has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I feel like I'm going to have to get a collar-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani Show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani Podcast. Enjoy. Hero Breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, that's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. <laughs> Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to Hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it, slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to Hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Ten years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment, and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right. You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. 
Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that because you yeah. never know how somebody takes it. And sometimes people you think are really tough then behind the scenes are super sensitive. So it's it's always hard to know. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, when when it was first coming out at the reunion, I could see how that would have been hard to hear. And I felt like I could see Giselle's mood shifting a little bit and I could see her getting a little bit, even though she wears a very good poker face, I felt like I could see a little bit in her demeanor that she was getting a little upset. But by the time we went and had lunch and came back, Giselle was completely back to herself. <laughs> um, how, okay, I, I want to know what's next for you because it seems like on these shows, there's, I don't know if it's like pressure from you all individually or pressure from the show or your brand, but like everyone has to have a business now. You know, everyone's got to have a hair care line or a skincare line or, you know, and you had Oz. I want to know, and I haven't, I haven't talked to you since Oz, you guys made the difficult decision to close. Are you still mm-hmm. happy about that or does that still bother you that it wasn't the success you wanted? Oh my gosh. I am so happy that we made that decision. Now, uh, it was like a family to me and Michael and I were very invested emotionally in addition to financially. But, um, and by the time that we closed the restaurant, we weren't doing terribly. I mean, we weren't like making gobs of money, but we were doing okay. But ultimately I was just not in the place to do it anymore. I didn't, I couldn't see myself being there like I was in the past while I was pregnant and then after giving birth and now knowing how my postnatal experience was, I wouldn't have been any good at a business that way. So um, what's next for me is really up in the air. I, uh, I don't really know because right now I really am fixated on being a mom. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's just like, it's where I am and, and I'm pregnant. So I'm tired all the time now. So if Dean's resting, I'm resting. I'm not like, answering emails or doing this and that when the baby sleep, honey, like right now I would be sleeping. I'd be taking a little nap. So, um, once my kids are maybe like both two and three and a little bit out of the baby stage, I do have some aspirations. We'll see. I, Love it. I mean, I feel like you're just fully embracing it. And the last time I saw you, you're like, I'm in complete baby bliss. Like I'm tuned out to all the negativity and just tuned into Dean. And I think it's great that you're just living in the moment and not feeling the pressure because you're on this successful show to be producing something. Oh yeah. No, it's that a would be phony. I would be living such a lie if that was what I was projecting that I wanted to still be this mega woman who had it all balanced a career and a family. I would just be lying to everybody and it would be a horrible performance. So what I am thankful for is that I am able financially, I'm in a position that I can be with my kids. My mom wasn't able to do it. She worked all the time. I was with family members a lot. So I'm just, I, I remember those feelings of wanting to be with my mom, wanting to have a more cohesive unit. And I'm like, damn, I can give that to Dean and this baby. Bitch, that's it. I know. That's so awesome. I, 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 I love it. And I'm just, I know what you mean. It was like, before I was pregnant, I didn't know what you mean, but now I do. And it's like, it is weird. You just get so happy and you feel the baby's movements and you're like, I don't know, the rest of the world kind of goes away. You're just like, I'm just going to enjoy every second of being pregnant before, you know, this baby's here. Yeah. And like I said, it's not really a privilege that everyone gets to have, you know, especially people who are from more low income families and and women who have different responsibilities, more extensive responsibilities. They don't really get this opportunity. So if you can do it, savor it. 
Um, okay, you have to tell me this because I could also relate this season when you said that you blew out your butthole with giving birth. Like, this is my biggest fear. <laughs> because yeah. I already, when you said you had an anal fissure, I already had an anal fissure before the kid. So did yeah. that happen giving birth? Was just, that just like part of the tearing and like experience? Okay, so that's, no. When I, I didn't actually tear my butthole during birth. Okay, oh, thank God. Okay. Yes, I actually had a really easy birth. I pushed for under an hour. I had minimal tearing. I mean, that was actually pretty good. Wait, now I know you're very holistic. Did you get the epidural or no? I lasted for as long as I could, girl. But then the contractions, no, I just, <laughs> I tried hypnosis. But the thing about hypnosis is you have to lay still to do the, you have to listen to these tapes and you have to stay still and present. And in the last few months of my pregnancy, I don't know what was going on, but my body was like ticking. So I couldn't concentrate to save my life on these tapes. So I never got through the hypnosis. So I thought from what I did get, I could use it, but no, it was not enough. And nature is definitely a very powerful force. Oh, I'm planning on getting it. I mean, I'm going to try yeah. to labor as long as I can. But girl, the pa- I can imagine. Like, I just yes. can imagine. Yeah. You won't have to imagine soon, but <laughs> <laughs> you'll be right in it. I mean, I'm going to bring your best girlfriend, Eve, who's intuitive. I mean, I'm praying she can give me a reading or whatever it takes. But it is, I think I'm just going to get the epidural. Yeah, just do it. It, it, it. Save yourself. If Yes. Don't feel judged by it, you know? Like, don't, you, you're not going to get a medal is what everyone told me. And by golly, they're right. Okay, wait a minute. So then how did the butthole thing happen? So after you give birth, um, you don't really poop for a while. Oh, yes. Uh, I think it took me like, I think it was almost two days maybe. And I was still eating like crazy. And at the same time, I'm breastfeeding. So I was also getting dehydrated. So dehydration mixed with a lot of food and compacted stuff in your body is not a good combination. And I ended up shitting a brick. Okay. Oh. And that was what ultimately did it. And it was the most, I... Anal fissures are the most- now, I start tinting up my butthole. Like, it's so painful. People don't, if you have never had an anal fissure, it's the most painful thing ever. It's like, it's like basically a paper cut in your butthole that like every time you go to the bathroom then always gets like open. It's, it's, it's <laughs> horrible. And you know, the, the, yes. the doctor I went to, they have this really, their answering machine is like, everyone thinks it's funny to talk about buttholes until it's not, and you're in pain then it's not a laughing matter. And it's so true. Like we all like kind of like, Oh my God, it's so nasty. Ha 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 ha. But then when you're in that predicament, all of a sudden, all jokes go hush. It is true. It's so true. Um, I I, I read you also have a name. You, you and Michael kind of know the name, but you're going to surprise everybody. You're going to announce it in February when he's born. Yes, indeed. Yes. So you're keeping that close to the chest. Anything yes. um, you're going to do different with this baby that you that you didn't do with Dean or or anything going to be different? Yes. So I'm doing quite. I've I've gotten this book called The First Forty Days. I think, and it's about uh, the traditional Chinese me- traditional Chinese medicine talks about. There's a period called sitting the month after the baby's born, where a mom basically doesn't leave. She doesn't leave her house. All she does is nurse. She doesn't even shower. Her family brings her all these nourishing soups. I mean, it's a really interesting concept. It's thousands of years old. Okay, okay. what's this not book really called? It's called the the first forty days. Okay, I want to buy this. All right. 
it's it's on Amazon. It's and it was recommended to me by so many people, and I now see what the hype is about. It's amazing. So one of the things that is in there that resonated with me and a, another friend of mine had done was encapsulating your placenta. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, I mean, there are a lot of ways you can do it. You can either eat your placenta like fresh and put it in a smoothie, which that's a little hardcore for me, or you can have it dried. So they're going to, after I give birth, they're going to come to the hospital, take my placenta, bring it back to my house while I'm still in the hospital, uh, sterilize my kitchen, clean my placenta, dehydrate it, put it in a capsule. And then when I come home from the hospital, I'll start taking my pills. And what is this supposed to do for you? This is meant to help your hormones balance faster so you don't have that same, because the chemistry is just so off right then. And it's supposed to give you more energy, help with your iron levels. I mean, it's really like just replenishing the body altogether to help you find some sort of equilibrium that you had during pregnancy and that you lose within a span of, you know, 24 hours. And what is the science or philosophy behind like the mom staying inside for a month, not bathing, just like having everybody, what, is that just like to heal your body or connect with your baby? What's? Yes. Well, if you look at Eastern medicine, they firmly believe in keeping everything warm and, and whole. So after you have a baby, the belief is that you have a, a like a, a cavity, like a, an empty space in your body that was once full. Okay. So now it's empty. So you have to do things to help your body fill that space back up and compensate for not having that extra blood and those extra good things that, you know, that luscious hair and the skin that we have when with pregnancy, all that stuff that goes away. <laughs> wow. So it's okay. I'm going to read this book. Oh God, you're disciplined. Yeah. You, you're, I got to be more disciplined. I'm too active. I need to. You're, no, I mean, look, you have so much going on. It's And just don't judge yourself. That's one of the Good biggest idea. things about motherhood, Sarah, is everybody is doing something. Everyone has an opinion. They're all trying to figure it out, trying these methods. Girl, you just got to do what works for you. I know. Actually, I need you to send me Dean's baby registry because I made the mistake of putting it out on my IG story. And I mean, just all the, the stroller recommendations, all the, do you, did you guys get that one of those snooze that like bassinet yeah. that like rocks the baby to sleep? I'm not a fan of those personally. Why not? I just feel like it's not super realistic because inevitably there will be moments when you have to put the baby down to sleep and he's not going to be constantly rocked. So I did the taking care of babies method worked so great for me. Dean was sleep trained by the time he was six months old. He still sleeps amazingly well, naps and everything. So I, I think you should just sort of do that the old fashioned way, but a lot of people have great success with it. So there's definitely something to be said about it. All right. I need to read that book too. I'm going to text you anyway, because I need your whole list offline because I like, I think you have a good balance of mixing the holistic with you know, the realistic too, you know, it's like, cause, cause sometimes it's hard to do everything more organically and stuff, you know, it's, it doesn't always make sense yeah. for, you know, no, it's hard sometimes. I mean, like even breastfeeding, for example, if you find that it's just not working, don't pressure yourself. Don't get blisters and shit. Just give the baby some formula. It'll be fine. The baby will be fine. You know, and that was a that was a lesson that I had to learn too. And now with this baby, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so glad that I'm not putting that pressure on myself. If I have to give the baby formula, I mean, without even so a thought, I would be making that bottle. Ashley, you're amazing. And a couple, just a couple more things. One, sure. um, 
is Bravo calling you guys all the time and going, oh, my God, you're getting raises. This was the greatest season of all time. <laughs> and we're starting to film again. I mean, are they kissing your ass? I mean, you, you all, I feel like you guys gave that whole franchise a huge shot. Yes. No, they're very happy with us. It was really nice this holiday season. We got so many nice cards and and accolades. And th- there's something to be said because there are so many franchises, okay? And at some point, we all just get a little bit competitive about it. It's, and it's not even purposefully, but it just happens. So when we do get that acknowledgement from Andy and some of the higher-ups at Bravo, it does feel good. I can't deny it. I think you guys need to band together like friends did back in the day and each ask for a million an episode. I mean, it was it's so good. Yeah, I mean, I, you, I know you probably can't say much, but have you started filming again for season six? We have not, no. Okay. Oh, I'm dying to see who's coming back. Um, Me too. <laughs> oh, you're coming. You're, if I were Andy, I wouldn't touch one thing. I mean, I would keep it. And I liked Wendy, actually. I thought Wendy and all those degrees added another element to it. I like that. I love Wendy. I even I like if Wendy, it. and this is one of the things about being on the show is people think that I don't like Candace because, or like that I just don't like her because we disagree. That's not true at all. I can have disagreements with people. We can have differing opinions, and we can like really talk it out and sometimes harshly. That doesn't mean that I don't like you. It doesn't mean I don't want to be around you. You know what I mean? Like that. And Wendy falls in that category. Even if Wendy and I have very differing views and our strong opinions collide it doesn't make me like her any less no you have a great philosophy about it and and i would say this to candace's face she's been on the show multiple times Uh, candace i feel like is a person who loves being on reality tv and will do whatever it takes to stay there and and lots of times that can mean jeopardizing other relationships it can mean jeopardizing your integrity and that's that's just her decision, you know? I mean, and it's it's hard sometimes, I'm sure, to film and be a part of that. But that's just my take on, I feel like, where she's at. I agree. And she even said some things at the reunion um, that were not shown in relation to that. And, yeah, I mean, at some point you have to know where to draw the line. Because it just gets, it, it starts to get taxing. Yeah. Because the line between your your job, simply because reality TV is about your life, the line between your job and your home life becomes so blurred and it starts infiltrating and it does affect you. No, absolutely. I think that's a great, yeah. And knowing that line is tough. Um, I want to ask you about your friend Bronwyn on Real Housewives of Orange County. You've been very yeah. supportive. She's she's sober and now she's out. Um, yes. how, you know, give us an update. How is she doing overall? She is so fabulous. I love her. Um, Orange County, she posted on Instagram, just filmed their reunion, I want to say maybe two days ago. So knowing that what happened this past season, it was a rough one for her. I bet. And um, it will be interesting to see how the dynamics play out on the reunion, given all that has happened over the last few months since they stopped filming. Uh, because, you know, Bronwyn has been very vocal about being active in the Black Lives Matter movement. She's just, she's a person who's all about equality and equity. And she wasn't feeling like that was a sentiment that was shared by a lot of her castmates. So how that all will play out is to be seen. However, I'm just really happy that she is living in her truth and being herself because it's a lot of work covering up who you are. It's just a lot. 
And it's a lot of work to be sober and then, you know, go through a 12-step, make amends. It's it's a lot. So it's great that you girls can support each other. Now, do you think that Michael finds her attractive? Is there any chance you three would have a threesome? I mean, that would be like... <laughs> well, let's be clear. Bronwyn has made it very clear that she likes women. So oh, Michael's Michael out. have a shot. Okay. Um, but <laughs> no, that's Brahman is a friend. That's one of our things is Michael and I will never do anything with someone that is close to us that we know. It will, if we ever do, when we do, it's with a stranger, someone we will probably never see again. That's okay. just one of our rules. That would it be a, a murky otherwise. God, that'd be a great crossover. It'd be like back in the day when the Golden Girls would have someone on from Who's the Boss. <laughs> it would be like you know, the greatest like, crossover. Look, before you, before you go, I do want to say, and it's water under the bridge, but you and I had a moment about a year ago because when Candace was on this show, you know, we were kind of taking in delight when Michael was having an issue. And I just wanted to tell you, I am sorry about that because I love you as a friend off of here. You and Michael have been great to me. We've been friends and known each other for years. You listened to me years ago on the Kane show. So I'm grateful that we could move beyond that and you've forgiven me and you came back on this show. And and I too am a person that always is straddling the line because um, I love the dirt and then sometimes it gets too dirty. I understand, you know, it's kind of like what happened with Nini and Wendy. It's just like, you know, your your friendship lines to get a little blurred. And yes, Sarah, I'm over it. If anything, I was just a little hurt just because we are friends and I, I know that you have to do your job. I just was like, man, that's my girl. So it was it was just a little hurtful, but it wasn't personal. I know that. And I'm, I appreciate your apology. Well, I love you and Michael. I wish the best for you. Uh, you guys have great senses of humor when you're not on the show, just like in <laughs> real life and, and great people to be around. Um, Ashley, what, anything you want to promote? I mean, obviously you're just, you're in baby bliss, you're in mommy bliss, but can people follow you? Anything coming out that you want people to know about? Um, not right now. It's funny. I ha- I start all these things and then I eventually just get so distracted and consumed with something else that I don't do it. But um, right now, I just really want to be a supportive person for mothers, for people who uh, are really not sure about how to approach their fertility, their health. I'm really into the wellness sphere right now. So I'm I'm trying to be as involved in that as I can. Oh my God. I, I want you to actually come back and we'll just do one on fertility because I swear, I feel like, you know, we're always preached to growing up, like don't get pregnant, don't get pregnant. Uh, and then when you actually <laughs> want to get pregnant 35 plus and not that you're there, but it's like, it's so difficult. It's so much harder than you think. And I'm like, why didn't anyone tell us that part? Yes. I think that's a part of a healthy dialogue, especially in relation to sex education. There's definitely a better way to approach talking about reproductive issues and all of that with young girls rather than just chastising them and and condemning pregnancy. So I think that's another education thing that can definitely be reworked and more positively. Well, and there's so many things, you know, I, I want you back on to do like, you know, do you believe in plant-based diet? I feel like that can help with fertility and sometimes, you know, just like chemical things around us. I don't know how you feel about that, but I I looked into a lot of that. 100%. Oh my gosh, Sarah, you're so right. You're so right. So many things just, they cause an imbalance in the hormones and they just make us, our systems do all type of wonky things. Yeah. And that's, that's scientifically proven. That's not even just, you know, some sort of laffy daffy stuff. It's, there's some science there. Um, okay, this is we're ending with this last question. We're coming up on Christmas. You you and Michael and Dean are starting your own traditions. What are you guys doing in the Derby household? Are we, you know, are, is there some sort of kangaroo hunt? Like what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? From um, traditions. Well, 
he's only a year. He'll be, he's 17 months. So he's almost a year and a half. Um, so he's not quite as cognizant about what's happening yet, but we are going to make cookies, which will be interesting making uh -huh. cookies with a toddler. And then we're going to do a drive through the lights. We're going to bull run. I think it is in Centerville, Virginia. And that's, that's something that I do want to become a Christmas tradition that we do a light show whether we're able to walk in the future and be around other people or drive um that's when i'm looking forward to instituting love it well girl uh the final part of the reunion airs this coming sunday night on, on bravo it's part three you guys have made it to three parts you know you're i mean you guys needed five but anyway <laughs> i would say i mean there were so many things that you know the reunion was so crazy that we didn't even get to talk about portugal we did not touch on our cast trip at all really? because of all the other things that had been going on yeah it was that intense oh it's gonna be so good for season six all right i adore you thank you for taking the time right before christmas love you ashley big hugs to michael i want to do some shots with him and <laughs> I, I can't wait i mean i'm telling you if you need that ankle bracelet idea for this one <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll make sure he's staying out of trouble <laughs> well thank you sarah for having my back and i appreciate you having me here i'm always a big fan so thank you Everybody. Cast <laughs> Bob Rock, Cast Bob Rock.